0: THK News. It's one o'clock, I'm Priscilla Ng. The headlines, mainland officials mark Hong Kong's first ever National Security Education Day by warning to teach foreign forces a lesson if they try to meddle in the SAR's affairs. Four pro-democracy activists staged a protest in Wan Chai, demanding universal suffrage for the whole country. And the Consumer Council has called on supermarket chains to better manage the prices of food staples mainland officials have warned they will teach foreign forces a lesson if they try to interfere in Hong Kong's affairs, adding that although the national security law was questioned when it was introduced last year, it is now embraced by everybody. Wendy Wong has this report.
1: At a ceremony marking the territory's first ever National Security Education Day, the director of Beijing's liaison office, Luo Huining, said Beijing's bottom line when it comes to safeguarding national security is to prevent others from using Hong Kong as a pawn. He spoke to an interpreter.
2: Any behavior that may affect national security or prosperity and stability of Hong Kong, when it is time, actions must be taken. In relation to any External or foreign forces that may interfere Hong Kong affairs or attempts to use Hong Kong as a pawn, we will propose strong objections and teach them a lesson.
1: Mr Law's comment came after more than 100 British parliamentarians wrote to UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson, urging him to impose sanctions on Chinese officials responsible for cracking down on pro-democracy campaigners in Hong Kong. Speaking at the same ceremony, the director of Beijing's Office for Safeguarding National Security in Hong Kong, Zheng Yanxiong, said it was natural for people to question the national security law when it was first introduced last summer. But he said Hong Kong people have now accepted and embraced the legislation. Speaking through an interpreter, Mr Jung also showered Chief Executive Carrie Lam and law enforcement departments with praises, calling them safeguarding gods for bringing back order.
2: Under the leadership of the Chief Executive, the committee and other departments, especially Discipline Services, have shown that they have been just and fair in law enforcement, in combating crime, in serving the society to promote This great transformation from chaos back to governance, you are the safeguarding gods for national security in Hong Kong.
1: The CE, meanwhile, said more should be done to increase Hong Kong people's awareness of national security. She said the anti-government protests in 2019 highlighted a gap in national security, which endangered the safety of all Chinese people, adding that the introduction of the national security law, as well as the electoral system overhaul, have stabilised the situation.
0: Four pro-democracy activists have marked National Security Education Day by staging a march through Wan Chai to demand universal suffrage for the entire country. The activists from the League of Social Democrats and the Alliance in Support of Patriotic Democratic Movements in China say the nation can be safe only with safeguards on human rights, such as freedom of speech and association. Chao hang Tong, a vice chair of the alliance, says despite what the authorities say, the National Security law has made society worse.
1: The election system has been changed completely in the name of national security. So everything has been in decline. It's actually a weapon of mass destruction for Hong Kong, I would say. The government always criticizes us, the activists, the pro-democracy camp for destabilizing Hong Kong. I think it's the government, it's the national security law that's destabilizing Hong Kong. It's scaring people away from Hong Kong, scaring investment, even economic development, all that.
0: The protesters were surrounded by more than 30 police officers along the way but were allowed to continue after their bags were searched and their ID cards checked. A member of the National People's Congress has expressed concern about a 40% drop in the number of people applying to join the police over the past two years, since just before the anti-government protests erupted in 2019. Government documents submitted to Lechko show the number of vacancies for junior police officers more than doubled from a year ago, while those for inspectors were 270% higher. Local NPC delegate Whitman Hong told RTHK this has all sorts of implications. I hope it's a temporary thing. Of course, it's ongoing. There is a, a short fall of equipment It will affect our security,
1: not
3: just national security, but also you know, traffic security, home security, everything, because police is a very important force to protect us. But I just hope there is a
0: temporary phenomenon. I've seen some figures before that it wasn't falling, but I think we need to be aware. We need, maybe we also need the Consumer Council has urged supermarket chains to better manage prices of food staples after its annual price survey found 65% of goods sold in Parkinshop shop and welcome had a higher-than-inflation price hike last year. Average prices of canned food rose the most, almost 20%. Costs of frozen foods and packaged rice increased around 5%. The watchdog said it was worrying that people had to pay more for staple food during the pandemic and economic downturn. The council's chief executive, Gilly Wong, appealed to supermarkets. Please
1: be really stringent in uh, increasing the price for consumers. And even better than that is to offer more discount for different products. During this difficult time, because it is the economic downturn, uh, many people are suffering from less income or even no income for the household. But they still have to expense for the food and the household items. So we really urge the supermarket, together with the import wholesalers,
0: they impose a very, very stringent approach in managing their price. U.S. climate envoy John Kerry has met his Chinese counterparts in Shanghai in the first visit to China by a senior Biden administration official. They're expected to hold closed-door talks on environmental challenges and the upcoming U.N.-led climate talks to be held in Glasgow at the end of the year. President Xi Jinping is yet to confirm if he will attend the summit. A report in today's state mouthpiece, the Global Times, said China now shouldered the responsibility of global climate governance and would not be part of a U.S.-centered climate campaign. Taiwan President Tsai Ing-wen has told a visiting delegation of former senior U.S. officials that China's military activities threaten regional peace and stability. She said Taiwan looked forward to resuming trade talks with the United States as soon as possible. For his part, former U.S. Senator Chris Dodd said the Biden administration would support Taiwan's self-defense. President Biden says the U.S. will begin its fi- his final military withdrawal from Afghanistan next month. Mr. Biden said his goal was for the pullout to be completed by the 20th anniversary of the September 11th terror attacks. Mr. Biden said he would not pass the Afghan war onto his successor. I'm now the fourth United States president to preside over American troop presence in Afghanistan. Two Republicans, two Democrats. I will not pass this responsibility onto a fifth. After consulting closely with our allies and partners, I've concluded that it's time to end America's longest war. But the president said the U.S. would continue with its diplomatic and humanitarian work in Afghanistan. Prosecutors in the U.S. state of Minnesota have charged with manslaughter the white policewoman who fatally shot Dante Wright, a young black man, after a routine traffic stop. The city's already on edge as another former police officer, Derek Chauvin, stands trial for the murder of George Floyd. At a news conference in New York, the veteran civil rights leader, Reverend L. Sharpton, said neither death should have happened.
2: This whole two situations talk and show the over-policing that is done in the black community. I believe if Wright or George had been of a different color in a different community, they would have at most been given a ticket. They would not be dead.
0: A key committee of the U.S. House of Representatives has voted in favor of advancing legislation that would make the nation's capital, Washington, D.C., the 51st state. The approval by the House Oversight Committee means the proposal could go forward to the full House for a vote. The committee is divided along party lines with Democrat Congress members in favor and Republicans opposed. Health officials in the Brazilian state of Sao Paulo say they're running out of anesthetics needed to help patients with serious complications from COVID-19. 3,000 people on average are dying of COVID in Brazil daily. Here's the BBC's Leonardo Rocha.
3: The governor of sao paulo has made an urgent request for extra supplies of sedatives from the federal government warning of an imminent collapse of the public health system sao paulo is brazil's most populous and richest state similar problems have been reported in other parts of the country the situation is dramatic with hundreds waiting for places in intensive care units as the number of cases continue to go up Experts blame inaction from President Jair Bolsonaro's government, delays in the vaccination program, and the new strain of the virus for the deadly second wave of the pandemic.
0: A top member of Japan's ruling party has warned that the Tokyo Olympics could be canceled if they are no longer possible as virus cases spike in the country. Toshihiro Nikai's comments came just 99 days before the start of the pandemic postponed games slated for July the 23rd. Record numbers of infections have been reported in Osaka in recent days, and the government has been forced to authorize new restrictions just weeks after lifting a virus state of emergency. The cryptocurrency firm Coinbase, which runs an exchange platform for Bitcoin and other digital currency trading, has hit a market value of nearly $100 billion on its first day of trading on Wall Street. The listing is seen as the latest step towards cryptocurrencies gaining wider acceptance among traditional investors. The BBC's James Clayton explains.
1: So This is really quite an important day for cryptocurrencies generally. We've seen uh, a lot of companies saying they want to move to digital currencies, but this is really the first crypto-based company uh, that's publicly uh, listed. And, and what, this, what this does is allow investors to kind of bet on cryptocurrency, but with a bit more of a blanket, because Coinbase, you can buy many different types of cryptocurrency. So if one cryptocurrency got banned, for example, like Bitcoin, it would still have other cryptocurrencies.
0: Now, a quick look at finance. A short while ago, the Hang Seng Index was trading at 28,656 points. That's 243 points down on the previous close. Currencies and the U.S. dollar was trading at 108.88 yen. The euro was standing at 1 U.S. dollar and 19 cents, and the pound was worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 69 cents. Sports now and in football, Real Madrid and Manchester City have completed this season's semi-final lineup in football, european champions league city fought back for a 2-1 win away and the german side borussia Dortmund for a 4-2 aggregate victory in the final. here's the reaction from city boss pep guardiola
3: incredible happy honest for, the, for this club for this organization for our chairman for our players of course our fans for everyone so it's the second time you get the semi-final it's not magistery in our club here but we start to build it and uh yeah, we were, we were brilliant, except the first ten minutes that they were good. And the last 30 minutes and the second half, we were so good. So, yeah, incredible, happy to, to be in semifinal. The best four teams in Europe against the uh, biggest, strong teams. And we're going to try arrive good and try to, to play a good game.
0: Real Madrid reached the semifinals with a 0-0 draw at Liverpool for a 3-1 aggregate win. The BBC's Conor McNamara has more from Anfield. So many chances, you know. We're, we're I suppose, we're sick of singing at this stage. But you know, chances that you know, Mo Salah, Bernaldo, Firmino, with their eyes closed last season, they would have scored them. And
1: uh, and this time round, it was just over the crossbar, just wide. Liverpool ran out of steam a little bit at the end.
0: Tiago and Jota came on. Neither of them were able to to add anything different. It, it was it was a very impressive performance from Real Madrid. This is how you do it away from home in the Champions League, and it's not always pretty. But they were professional, they were disciplined. Remember, no Varane, no
1: ramos casemiro had a commanding game he, he actually took casemiro took that sergio ramos pantomime villain role i mean if there had been a crowd at adfield his ears would be ringing for the booze and the cheers because he clattered into james miller in the first half to set an agenda he got away with a yellow card on that occasion um, but under pressure late in the game he dropped in as a third center half and he was brilliant casemiro
0: Ole Gunnar Solskjaer believes Manchester United's home form will start to improve after the club decided to change the banners around the stadium from red to black. United take a 2-0 lead into tonight's Europa League quarterfinal second leg against Granada at Old Trafford. Solskjaer believes playing in front of empty red seats has really affected his players.
1: We've looked into this. There shouldn't be any reason, really. But some of the players I've mentioned, that you know, that split-second decision that you have to make, look over your shoulder if your teammate's there or not. And the red shirt is on the red background, just uh, with the red seats. And uh, so we've, um, of course, tried to, um, to change that.
0: And to end the news, the top stories once again. Mainland officials mark Hong Kong's first-ever National Security Education Day by warning to teach foreign forces a lesson if they try to meddle in the SAR's affairs. Four pro-democracy activists staged a protest in Wan Chai demanding universal suffrage for the whole country. And the Consumer Council has called on supermarket chains to better manage the prices of food staples. And that's the news from RTHK.
3: judge the look by the lover, I hope you'll soon recover, we will go from one extreme to another, and then my friends just might ask me, and say Martin maybe one day you'll find true love, and say maybe, there must be a solution to the one thing, Hello, everyone, and welcome. Good afternoon. It is the 123 show on RTHK Radio 3. I'm Karen Coe, sitting in for Noreen today and tomorrow. A big thank you to Phil Whelan Wiel- for today's morning brew, and we have some interesting topics coming up on the show for you today, this Thursday. So, since it's Thursday, we'll be talking to Sadia Usmani for this week's chin wag as usual. Three, Today, Sadia is going to tell us all about Ramadan, the Muslim holy month, which began earlier this week. So Sadia is going to join us just after 2 p.m. And Andrew Dambina will be artsing around with us after 2.30 as usual. This week, he'll be unveiling the truth about art forgeries after the release of a new documentary in France. So we're going to talk about fake art, not fake news. And as always, I'd love you to contact me if you have anything to say or if you have any questions to ask. You can reach me by email on kohk at rthk.hk or on Facebook at